Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. This morning has been, you know, with senators and oversight and the job that oversight uh, is being done at the Senate level by over, on uh, those oversight committees of the Senate. Now we want to talk about now this whole issue of, first of all, implementing this constitution, entrenching institutions that have been created by the constitution and safeguarding and promoting democracy in the country. And we are now joined by somebody who is a top legal mind who is currently serving as a judge of the East African Court of Justice and has previously served as the first and only chairman of the one and only Commission for the Implementation of the Constitution of Kenya 2010. Charles Nichai, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Karibu sana. It's a hot seat of the Situation Room. Okay. So you remember those days when as a CIC used to be summoned by Parliament? Yes. By the Committee for the Implementation of the Constitution. And they ask you, where are the bills, Buana? We are running out of time. And you'd say, you know, we've drafted the bill, but we're having issues now with uh, one or two understanding one another. That's, that's the kind of conversation we want to have now. <laughs> Just to, un- to understand where we are. Okay. Karibu sana. Asante sana. The gentleman who looks like you here with the gray chin and face. <laughs> Uh, has a day's proverb from Burkina Faso. <laughs> yes, our proverbs for the whole of this week come from the country of Burkina Faso mm. and our weekends too on Friday. Mm. If you haven't been to two marketplaces, you don't know what the best value is. If you haven't been to two marketplaces, mm. you don't know what the best value is. Judge, Yo, what's your interpretation of that proverb? Uh, uh, first of all, because I'm a good Christian, yeah. let me mm. confess that uh, when I was getting ready yeah. in the morning, I was watching Katie and, and I, I saw that question asked to Senator Fanyeri. Oh, yes, mm. yes. Um, my, my understanding of it is in a way uh, similar to what I understood him to be saying. Mm. Namely, I think it's encouraging uh, open broad-mindedness. I mean, if you are in a particular environment, you may think that's that's the world as it is. And uh, uh, base your thinking and your actions on that. But I think what the proverb is saying is that, you know, look at beyond a little more so that you you understand there are other perspectives there are other ways of looking at uh, life and uh, situations and and all that you encounter Mm. that that's generally speaking what i think it's about Mm. city from one charles to another Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you're having fun uh, about that (laughs) 
I mean, you're stuck on this gray beard and the similarity of and names. You're really, you're really yeah. stuck on that, aren't you? <laughs> and the two, look at the way the two of you are beaming. He's okay. a judge of the East Africa Court of Justice. <laughs> you're the judge of the Situation Room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, since you have bequeathed that particular task, mm. that um, if I were back to my old uh, stomping grounds as a teacher, how would I mark it? Same. Us. 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One for future One use. One for future use. <laughs> when you come across an exam that doesn't favor you. You know those exams can use where it then. <laughs> they, they don't set the things you studied. No. Yeah. Yes, those ones. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder why didn't I study this? Why didn't this set this? So Charles, but the classic way of uh, dealing with that, uh, Charles, <laughs> yes. is, uh, is to tweak the question so that it now becomes your question. <laughs> I'm answering. I'm start answering your question. <laughs> <laughs> we have had conversations with uh, people representing various institutes, institutions hmm. in the East Africa community. We've uh, talked to the head of the secretariat, the uh, secretary general. Mm -hmm. We've talked to two, three now members of the East African Legislative Assembly. Now we are honored to talk to a judge of the East African Court of Justice. Explain to us the job that this court does before we move into... Kenya and evolution and and democracy oh okay um, well basically the uh, East African community as is now was uh, re re-established and I use the word re-established advisedly uh, I think it was in 1999 after about 20 years or so since the previous East African community had for a number of reasons uh, run aground and uh, that was done by what we call the treaty for the establishment of the East African community uh, which basically creates uh, uh, three organs and a number of institutions the organs uh, uh, being the secretariat uh, the East African Legislative Assembly, which is the legislative arm of the community, mm -hmm. and the East African Court of Justice. In a nutshell, the uh, role of the East African Court of Justice is uh, to interpret the treaty. Uh, it, it has ex exclusive jurisdiction to interpret the treaty for the establishment well, let's just call it the treaty, mm -hmm. and to enforce the treaty. So, generally speaking, uh, the jurisdiction of the court is to uh, listen to any allegations uh, that the treaty has been violated, and to, like any court, to uh, address the uh, allegation between whoever the parties are the parties uh, have to be uh, a resident of this African uh, uh, community mm -hmm. and on the other side uh, either a partner state or the community itself mm. uh, as, a, as, as a body so basically, in, 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 in a nutshell, to answer your question, <coughs> the role of the court is to interpret and enforce uh, the treaty. Matters around the treaty. 
matters around the treaty. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's now come back to Kenya. Okay. We have a constitution. Mm -hmm. Kenyans went and queued one day in August, and the majority of them voted yes to the then draft constitution. Mm -hmm. Then they promulgated the constitution, and it's a colorful ceremony at Uhuru Park. We, the people, give unto ourselves this new constitution. We called it the birth of the Second Republic, and we celebrated. The constitution created one institution and told that institution, you are going to midwife this constitution. The Commission for the Implementation of the Constitution, given the job of actually looking at what needed to breathe life into the Constitution in terms of legislative statutes, and you were appointed chairman, together with your commissioners, you did a lot of work of understanding the Constitution, understanding the letter and spirit of the Constitution, and translating that into the various bills that you took to Parliament that are then enacted to implement the Constitution. So question, Charles. 13 years down the road, are we implementing our constitution um, as it was designed by Kenyans? Or have we slowed down? Or did we stop implementing this thing? Wow, that's many questions <laughs> rolling to one. Um, I don't think we have stopped implementing the constitution. On the other hand, I would be reluctant to say that we have continued to implement the constitution in the manner that I believe the, the, both the, the framers of the constitution as well as the people of, uh, of Kenya when they promulgated the, uh, the constitution contemplated. Let me try and ex explain that uh, uh, briefly. Mm. The reason I say I don't think that we have stopped Im implementing the constitution is because <clears throat> I always said when I was uh, in the commission that uh, the, two things. One, the 2010 constitution, uh, by any standards, whether we are comparing it with our previous constitution, what we call the former constitution, whether we are comparing with the former constitution, or whether we are comparing it with other constitutions around the world, the Constitution of Kenya 2010 uh, is can can be described as uh, uh, radical and transformative mm. by 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 any standards, which means that it was always going to be a challenge to to uh, to implement. Mm. And that is exactly the experience uh, that we had. And I think, I do believe that's why the framers of the Constitution uh, put in the various um, uh, transitional provisions and institutions that they did, the foremost of which was uh, uh, the commission in, in, in which I served, the Commission for the Implementation of the Constitution, whose job was to uh, oversee uh, and coordinate, you know, because that constitution is not self-executing. Mm. So it, it needed in a number of ways. The primary one of which, of course, is the legislation that you have referred to, mm. which was uh, a, a collaborative, uh, designed to be collaborative between uh, our co then commission, mm the the attorney general yeah and uh, parliament uh, itself mm. 
the Attorney General in that sense representing also the, the uh, executive. Now, as to f for, for reasons which I probably cannot speak authoritatively, uh, oh my God. <laughs> Same one. Uh, Charles, city, city deal with it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. The, the, for, for, for reasons that uh, I cannot uh, pretend to fully understand, mm -hmm. I think at the end of the five years uh, period, uh, which um, the, 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 the framers of the constitution had sort of like um, expected it to be the uh, 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 the implementation period, yeah. which, with the benefit of hindsight, was probably overly ambitious. It was too uh, short. It was too short. Mm. In fact, if, if when I look back now, I, I think the the the, the entire uh, process or the, the 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 mechanism for implementing the constitution mm. uh, should probably have had uh, a, a minimum of uh, maybe. 20-year period. Wow. Mm. Um, not necessarily the same players. Mm. Uh, I, I certainly, with the experience that I, 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 I <laughs> you had... You wouldn't with, want to be there. I wouldn't want, and uh, 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 those who made the decision wouldn't have wanted me anyway. But that, that, that came with the territory. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that came with, if we were to do our job properly. Mm. But, you see, when uh, I look at it, and I was reflecting, you know, knowing I was coming here, it, it, I, I find it very sad for the country. Mm -hmm. The country spent a lot of money uh, on that whole process of implementation on, on, on the commission itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a fact that uh, the exit report, the final report of CIC, was never even discussed in Parliament. Of course, they had not discussed any of the quarterly <laughs> reports for five years. But one would have thought that at least, you know... At least they take it, Parliament. look at what you've said, uh, yeah. and then come up with a mechanism to ensure it, that all your recommendations are taken into account. At the, at your lessons yes, are, yes, are also absolutely, taken. Yes. You know, uh, and, and even with that five-year period, eh, one would have expected that uh, Parliament itself, as, as um, the, the four-core institution, beyond the five years, by the way, they had an option to extend the, 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 the mechanism of, uh, of uh, what do you call it? Um, CIC. Uh, yeah. And the other implementation that was that was one of one option they had the other option they had was do not extend the life of cic but uh, empower another institution whether it is the kenya law reform commission yeah or whatever the third option was really all this work to be uh, carried out monitored uh and and uh and, 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 and uh, coordinated by the parliamentary committee, the, 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 what we call the CIOC, the committee for, you know, uh, the, the CI, the committee for implementation, for the implementation of the oversight of, of the, yeah. Mm. Okay. But, 
this, none of this seems to have happened. Yeah. So that's that's why I, I feel that <coughs> whatever has happened in terms of implementation has been whatever was able to ha- to have picked a life of its own, so mm. to speak. Uh, so, yeah. so, Charles, <laughs> when you said you don't think we have stopped implementing, yes, the constitution is implementing itself. We're yeah. not. That's that's basically <laughs> yeah. That's uh, we are not because there's no deliberate effort at looking at this is what we should yeah. be doing. Yeah. These are the timelines or the milestones that we should have hit by this time, mm. and let's actually get towards yeah realizing these milestones or hitting those deadlines there's no deliberate effort on it yeah, so yeah. if things are happening things are happening just um because some work had been done some, yeah, and, and momentum. there was some momentum and that that's the momentum that and is. others are, ne- are then coming from the from yeah. the courts yeah so this, matters they, go to court and then the court says yes, yeah yes. do something they, they, sorry do you see uh, i mean because we can't run away from the side that politics plays in all of this because for what you said in terms of what has been implemented do you see that perhaps those who then were responsible for the implementation that has occurred so far legislatively it has played to their desire or priority at the time anything that has not been implemented so far or any attitude that shows you know the lack of the will to implement is because it carries the political agenda of the day would you see something like that as a possibility what i would see is what i would describe as a maybe um a general conservatism across the board mm. which would include what you have just described and when i go back to uh, uh, uh 2011 when we we actually started uh, uh, the, 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 the 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 process of of implementing the constitution understandably and predictably there, there was a fair amount of uh resistance across the board mm-hmm. and there was also a fair amount of um not necessarily resistance but uh, you know we got a lot of you know from the people we were dealing a lot of you know uh we we are no we know it this is we we know how things are done we've always done things and it has worked that's that's that 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 sort of approach now we therefore uh, interestingly interestingly the, the, you see, there are things that, if you look at the the, the constitution of Kenya 2010, uh, vis-a-vis the, the the former constitution, and that's why our constitution, by the way, is just a big document, because it tried to address a lot of very specific ills mm. or what had been identified as ills over a period of time. Mm. I'll give you an example. The, 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 when you look at the uh, Salaries and Remuneration Commission, uh, uh, mm. SRC, as an independent constitutional commission, in, under the former constitution, the, the, uh, uh, of course, the, the only body which, which uh, had uh, the leeway and habit of uh, setting their own salaries and remuneration uh, were the legislators. Yeah. And that is 
when I look at the mind of the uh, uh, framers of the constitution, that is what was being addressed. When we started implementing that, and to date, I don't think it has ever been accepted <laughs> by them. Yeah. And yet that was the very intention. It's a, the whole intention was to make sure that there's somebody else <laughs> yes. who determines how much you pay. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so uh, a number of these things, uh, you know, where, uh, uh, the, the, you know, institutions and mm. offices and so on felt that the, 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 the raw nerve was being touched yeah. now insofar as they were concerned so we got uh, 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 the resistance now the point that do you got your yes. right. yes yeah the, the 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 point that you're making is absolutely uh, uh, correct Bec but I, i'm just saying it's part of the, the bigger uh, uh, resistance mm. that uh, political players also along the line uh, where they felt that uh, their their interests uh, were affected one way or another, mm. were unwilling to you know to let go, you know to seed ground even to compromise. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and and I I, I hope you will not. Go too much into the direction of what I am about to mention, but I just give it an example. <laughs> the current, uh, the, the, this whole process about uh, bipartisan. Uh, no, I. I <laughs> <laughs> That's the direction Eric wants to go to. <laughs> IBC. Yes. And how you how you appoint. Yeah, mm. commissioners. Yeah, the the the, the commissioners. How you constitute the body? Even from day one, that time, and that was a time when people, you know, despite uh, the 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 resistance that I've talked about, the, 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 there was a fair amount of goodwill towards the the, the then uh, new constitution, mm. but still, that was a big problem, even at that time. Mm. Why? Because of the. Uh, uh, dynamics of interests of uh, uh, political players it's just as an example okay we will not go <laughs> but now on the matter of IBC <laughs> now that we are not going that direction yes but Charles I, I get a sense yeah. okay, constitution is yeah. this sort of covenant yeah between the people yeah and the people whom they give the authority to yes. lead them yes the people gave themselves a constitution mm -hmm. okay so they participated in that whole process from Ufungamano into Yashpal guy into going to bomas into having the you know the particular discussions in whatever fora culminating in the promulgation of the constitution yeah then the political leader was also playing a part mm -hmm. and a role mm -hmm. in this whole thing mm -hmm. do i get the sense and am i right to actually say that i get a sense that this covenant that was supposed to be between two parties was then overtaken or taken over by one party and that is the rulers who want to determine how they want to rule and in the name of saying that they understand how the people want them to rule so the voice of the people is over time being suppressed and this power dynamic shifts more and more to the governors 
I think it's a little more complex than that, uh, mm. Erica, because the starting point, you're, you're absolutely true. Uh, right. And, and it remains that a constitution is basically uh, a covenant between, uh, between the people themselves and then the, 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 those that the people um, delegate. Because if you look at the constitution, uh, whether you're talking of uh, executive power, legislative power or judicial power, it's the people delegating to the various uh, yeah. institutions. So that's what it is. But in my view, two things then happen over a period of time. Uh, one is uh, essentially uh, what you have said. The, 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 those, those that are to whom power has been delegated, either legislative power or uh, executive power mm. and 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 uh, to a large extent I, I i would leave the judiciary aside uh, for a minute because i hold the view that uh, by and large the judiciary have uh executed the power delegated to them by the people mm. uh by and large with fidelity Yes, by and large, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm not giving them. You're not giving them 100 percent. No, or no, one or no, eleven like city. No, no. Mm. <laughs> no. but they're giving but, them a pass mark. But by and large, yeah. But what has happened in my view over a period of time, the other the other organs uh, of state have developed uh, courage to claw back. You know, when we started. Uh, 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 the implementation of the constitution uh the the, the you, you 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 could see that the organs of government really despite that conservatism and, and the resistance mm -hmm. they 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 were resisting in a very uh initially very very coy sort of way why because they knew that the people of kenya uh supported that constitution yeah and the people of kenya wanted uh, implementation of that constitution effected mm. over a period of time the uh, uh, uh those to whom uh power has been delegated uh, have uh, gotten courage in very subtle ways to mm. uh, uh, uh claw back and unfortunately, I think uh, Onjiko being more concerned with uh, maybe matters like food on the table, food on the table, and so on, mm. has sort of like uh, pulled back. And uh, so Onjiko has been distracted. Yes. And focusing on other things that are you know more immediate to, to her. her. Yes, absolutely. And then these yes. other, these other guys. Yes. That's their more immediate thing to them. Absolutely. So they are that's, all focused. That's, that's my view. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a break on this note. 23 minutes to 10. Charles Nyachai was the chairman of the commission for the implementation of the constitution. He is currently serving as a judge of the East African Court of Justice. We are talking about implementation of the constitution, entrenching institutions, and promoting and protecting democracy in the country. This is the Situation Room.
the only way to start your day. And the conversation continues with the Honorable Charles Nichai, Judge of the East African Court of Justice and uh, former Chairman of the Commission for the Implementation of the Constitution, Buonamuga. Yes, you know, every time I think of the Constitution, mm -hmm. there's a discussion of the framers of the Constitution, and then there are those like Justice mm -hmm. uh, Charles Nichai here, who at the time was given the onus task of chairing the very process of implementing this. Now, we have devolved units. We have agriculture, which for the longest time was touted as the backbone of the economy of this country. And then we have health. Now, those are devolved functions. Mm. You see, when I think of these functions, I think, okay, the constitution, yes, determined. But what else did the constitution decide with regards to devolving certain functions? Because we're looking at agriculture, we're looking at how that devolution process has taken place, the complaints around that process, we're looking at health, similar complaints. The bulk of the money stays in the government, and yet the functions, as stipulated in the Constitution, are very clear. And I would argue that clarity is also restrictive in this sense. If somebody gives you autonomy, but denies you the functions of policy making, then how autonomous are you, really? Does that person then not give you the semblance of autonomy and yet they are the ones who actually still hold the reins of power? I'm not sure that I agree with you. Uh, you see, there, there is no function in, in, in the uh, schedule in the constitution which is, or there's, there, there, there's no, nothing that is totally devolved because there's always certain residual uh, uh, functions, especially relating to policy mm. that the national government uh, uh, retains under the constitution. So that whether you're talking agriculture, whether you're talking uh, health, there, there's always the uh, um, functions of uh, uh, policy. Why is this? And this is why I'm saying I, I'm not sure that I would agree with you. The reason as I understand it, is that you need you need to have, for example, uh, a nationwide uh, uh, something that uniformity is, uniformity across mm. the board, and then within that, the various counties have the opportunity to uh, uh, discharge the functions as uh, as long as they they fall within. Uh, policy that is uh, uniform across mm. across the country. The big challenge, and I think you, you you referred to it, is theoretically, as the constitution provides, uh, uh, funds follow the functions. But we that's one area we just don't seem to have gotten right <laughs> because because. <laughs> In this case, it's function, like function follows form. No, no, no. no. I mean, yeah, gotten I mean. right, or we've just determinedly and doggedly refused to actually understand. Because what's so complicated about it? What's so difficult to understand? I agree. I agree with you. It shouldn't be complicated to understand. It's very simple. I mean, if if well, theoretically it's simple that if uh, delivering this particular function uh, to the people. Uh, would in any event cost X amount, then 
to I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not an economist uh, or, or, or accountant or anything but to my mind it seems fairly simple that then those funds should follow the function that has been devolved mm. but we haven't done it we, that, if we had got that right eh, uh, then then you wouldn't be hearing the the, the sort of uh, hue and cry you hear about mm. and and the, and, and the, the importance of that default is that it goes to the very heart of devolution because then even when jiko omora in the village then fails to see the value of devolution yep because it is not delivered because uh, funds it wasn't, it wasn't properly resourced it was not properly resourced now when you add on top of that the uh, uh consistent a problem of even the little that is uh, <laughs> provided for mm. there's always a challenge every other day i'm seeing on the news there's a new pocket it goes to <laughs> <laughs> yesterday there was a story yeah um on ktn the ESCC had nabbed some people in kitui county these guys are supposed to be you know collecting taxes cess out there and all kumbe they are running their own racket. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. yes, they do collect. Are they hustlers or entrepreneurs? Ah, both combined. <laughs> <laughs> they give you a receipt, <laughs> and the receipt and the counterfoil, everything matches. Uh. But it is not the county government's receipt book. It is their own receipt book. They are arrested by ESCC. They are taken to the police. They are released on bail. They go back to the same station. And continue. ESCC was saying now, surely. <laughs> How far? So you're asking, you're talking about even the little that comes out, mm. if those are the stories that we keep hearing about, or this is the visibility and the largesse that we see, this guy has gone to work for the county and look at how. Then it just but creates a different narrative. Around, uh, there's this particular notion that mm. one reads and hears about a lifestyle audit. Okay? Mm. So when somebody earns 23,000 shillings and he lives in a 10 million shilling house and he didn't inherit any money from anybody, yeah. he didn't win any lottery, yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, actually, he did win a lottery. He worked for, <laughs> he the, just, he he worked worked for the government. For the government. <laughs> the lottery. In fact, he, when he applied for the job, that was him scratching the card. <laughs> he bought the card with his, his job application. Yes. <laughs> now, the, 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 the sad thing is, huh, mm. that, of course, what you have just described mm. uh, is something that for the longest time has been happening, even when we just had one central government. Yep. And since the devolution, uh you keep hearing these stories at both levels mm. of government mm. so that that's that's uh, it it's it's very worrying i i i, I normally tell people that um, you, you know if you read the bible the story of moses and his, his attempt to remove the children of israel <laughs> from egypt from egypt <laughs> and they get lost in the desert for 40 years 40 years and it reaches a stage where these guys are saying to him you know what bueno, we were better off where <laughs> oh. 
I mean, logically, they were not better off where they were. No. But that's the feeling because of the experience. And that's my worry about devolution. Unfulfilled promise. That's my worry about devolution. Mm. If if you begin to get Wanjiko feeling that, you know what? Egypt was better. Yeah. We had pumpkins. Mm. Yeah, that sort of uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. That 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 even in slavery we had food. Mm. That that could destroy um uh, uh devolution. Yeah. What do we say then about the institutions that were created to make sure that things work? So we remove uh, our dreams and aspirations from individuals and we make sure that there are institutions that are in place. Institution number one, like parliament as an institution, and then all these independent offices and commissions. And we see the things that we have seen over the last 12 years or so. Is it a failure of those institutions, weaknesses in the structure and framework of the institutions, or the people that we put in there? Generally speaking, my, my, my own view, okay, let me, you know, some of those institutions, uh, for example, you are to ask me today about about uh, the Senate. I I I I would probably say I I feel I feel more confident now about the Senate, the role it's playing in terms of uh, uh, what the Constitution contemplates in in protecting oversight and protecting the the interests of the counties and the, and, and, and the county governments than I was maybe seven years ago when we were still uh, eight years ago when mm. we were still uh, in, 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 the, in the commission um <clears throat> other institutions which are across the board not not particularly uh restricted to the the uh, counties or the county governments the 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 challenge remains the same and i think it, it you know, like you just gave an example. Oh no, it's Eric who gave the example of uh, ESCC. I, I, I think it has now. You now move to the the realm of what is probably the the, the biggest concern about uh, the, the 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 working of the 2010 Constitution, and and that's what we call uh, institutionalism. Uh, I mean constitutionalism, and you are now talking about people. Mm. You're talking about the the uh, belief in the constitution in letter and spirit and its intentions mm. and w the extent to which this has been inculcated in the way that things things are done one gets the sense that uh, over a period of time cic uh, kept raising uh, this issue that we 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 were making progress with things like uh, <coughs> legislation but we were not making any progress and we included this in our exit report we were not m making any progress in inculcating constitutionalism uh, and i have not seen any progress in that direction since uh, uh, we finish the what needs to happen mm. for that well, the first thing which you know constitutionalism is the first thing which needs to happen is that you you even begin with the civic education which was never done that that the framers of the constitution gave uh, that role to the uh, both levels of government that that was never done mm. 
But the real challenge of constitutionalism is about people, both the electors and those whom they elect and whom they put uh, in, 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 in place. So it's, it's very difficult to have a, a checklist uh, uh, as you move towards constitutionalism. Mm. It, it, it's, it's, there are things that happen uh, for the longest time. Uh, you know, when I, when I was uh, uh, a law student in the UK, one of the, one of the early things that I learned at that time, mm. of course, to a large extent, things have changed. The UK for the longest time did not have a written constitution or what yeah. you would call a written constitution yeah but things worked because why they didn't have a written constitution but it was ingrained they had a culture of constitutionalism Absolutely. Mm. that's where we have a, a challenge and it's a big challenge is that something that can be gotten i mean it's not something that you can say okay i'm going to go to the shop to get some constitutionalism yeah. today you know <laughs> it's obviously something that must be practiced over yes. time children growing up in Absolutely. a country Absolutely. then imbibing these attributes and these elements and even adults who don't have it today and i think that's the question is that <laughs> where do you get it from how do you believe and start to insist on a system that makes sure that whether it's written down or not you're going to practice in a certain way you will live as a patriot in a certain way and so some of these things don't have to be forced or insisted upon I think I think the the answer to that is uh, the 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 in in that sense the constitution as a written uh, a primary law and the other laws mm. would in 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 my view uh, be be the basis maybe I don't know thirty uh, percent or something like that mm. towards constitutionalism but to achieve constitutionalism. It's about the people, it's about their leaders, and it's it's about uh, uh, the value system. Thank you. Mm. It, that, 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 that's, that's what it's about. And sadly, I remember when I was still uh, at the tail end of, of uh, uh, my tenure at CIC, you know, I remember a time when there, there, somebody had done some some this this uh, uh, research uh, and and um, come up with 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 you know young people and 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 uh, come up with the the conclusion that uh, young people in Kenya did not see anything wrong with corruption. <laughs> Uh, if they could get away with it, mm. as it happened that week, I, I, I had an opportunity to address uh, students of um, one of the private universities in the CBD, mm. and I put that to them, and to my shock and horror, they confirmed it that their concern is you know can i get away with it yeah. that's it that's it <laughs> so, that so we, wrong. yeah so, so when you when you're talking about things like corruptions mm. we may have the most perfect law we don't yeah. but we could uh, have the most perfect law as as regards mm. uh, 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 you know how to uh, tackle corruption but it is going to continue to be a headache this is just an example it will continue to be a headache uh, in the absence of uh, you know the the 
the culture values and violence. thank you yeah charles nichaya thank you very much for joining Sentence. us today mm. come again soon you know those days when you're around and then we can watch the telenovela together uh, uh by the, the time the next time i come mm. i i will probably be uh, an expert on uh, the telenovela <laughs> second family <laughs> Charles Nechai was the chairman of the Commission for the Implementation of the Constitution. He is currently serving as a judge of the East African Court of Justice. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.